Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back to Earth School, everybody. It's a joy to be here with you today, and thank you so much for taking the time to join us. This week we are chatting on the energetics from the 1st of April today to around the 8th of April. Um, so I'm going to hand it over to Bibi who will give a little outline mm-hmm. on sort of the energies and the transits that are presenting themselves to us at this moment. Welcome mm. Bibi. Hi Rosalind. Hi everybody. So <clears throat> um, there's sort of a good blend in, in terms of transits this this week in terms of things and we're going to talk about this later on as well things that like sort of come in and whisk us up and there might be just something that is affecting us for a day or two and then there are some sort of these longer patterns but on the 2nd of april the sun which is currently in aries in a fire sign is making a connection a sextile to the north node and the north node at the moment is in gemini so now we're going to talk about north node south node what that means they're going to be really exciting to dive into that also on the second mercury so the planet that has so much to do with our perception and how we communicate how we receive information is currently still in the last few degrees of pisces and is making a connection a sextile as well to pluto pluto in um, capricorn and so pluto is bringing that element of you know transmutation transformation um this complete change so i'll be an interesting one to look into as well. And then on the 4th of April, uh, we have the quarter moon in Capricorn. Um, also on the 4th of April, Mercury now moves from Pisces into Aries. So there's a shift in the dynamics, a shift in the energy and how the energy wants to express itself. And then on the 6th of April, Venus, which is also currently in Aries, is making a connection also sextile to uh, Mars that currently travels in Gemini. So this is sort of the the greater sum up. Um, But as I said, they have different, depending on what planet and what connection is present, they have a different effect or they can be felt differently in our lives. So um, yes, I'm really excited to dive into, into those. Cool. Lovely. Where would you like to start? Should we start from the top? The nodes, the sun, sun and Aries making connection with the nodes. Maybe sort of what is even in sort of your experience also this idea whenever the sun highlights something, how would, what sort of archetypal energies would you connect that to? Well, to me, that would be sort of what's illuminating within us, within ourselves, like, because if you think of the sun is shining, so it's also in a sense that masculine energy so what's illuminating and within us like that way so it's more about the the i the me as well like and with it being an aries it's highlighting to me it's like it's highlighting those but we're also wondering how if it's shining in that space how does it interact and what energies is it evoking within us and that will be, depend obviously on our charts and all as well like but we have all aspects in us like and some will be more highlighted than others depending on our chart but we still have all of them in us so even though I may have nothing in my Aries house in a sense the sun will still be evoking it in some way like that way like so it's still available for me to play with say if I have nothing in it like but it's also interesting just looking at the the energies of them like and seeing how I relate to them like as a whole like because if you think of Aries is that sort of it's like you know we chat about spring and all there it's that spark like do you know, so how am I maybe feeling that at this moment? Maybe how is it showing up? Or do I feel there's a still a distinct lack of that there at, at this moment in time in my life? Like, or even like sort of how am I looking at myself? Like, do you know, because if the sun just sits up in the sky and it just shines, like mm. that, you know, it just does what it does. It doesn't sit beside the moon and go, oh my God, but I think you're more pretty than me. Like, I think you, like, oh God, you've got that lovely silvery tone. It just is up there doing its thing. Like, and I think, you know, to me, when we look at the sun, that can teach us how can I just sit and be me? And how can Mm -hmm. I just allow my qualities to shine out and not try and be the moon? 
because both of them exist in harmony and dance with each other like that way like so to me I'd sort of see it as those parts something else came into my head but it's flying out it'll come back at some stage <laughs> mm, but just to, to pick up on what you mentioned there this idea that you know so what I mentioned at the start of the podcast these activations these um, transits as such you can think of them in one way as as the weather outside you know it gives you information what is the humidity what's sort of the pressure mm. what is the level of cloud coverage and then the other aspect that comes to and that's where your own birth chart interacts or your energies you know, in other words interacts with the cosmic weather is like where is that pinging you off you know so what is it doing to you if it's raining outside where's it going yeah. into your psyche and go like oh my god i can't do anything and then to somebody else that is into maybe gardening goes like thank god it's raining you know because it's nurturing everything so nothing is inherently good or bad it's mm. very much just what it what is present out there and i think that's where the astrology can be just so powerful and then in terms of introspection is like what is that pinging off within me um you know it gives us indications of where we can maybe grow or understand ourselves mm-hmm. better so with the sun um there's always a level of the sun highlights something that um, you know in, in in generally speaking in that way and when the sun and the north node come into i mean it's not just the sun and the north node the north node doesn't exist in isolation it's it's one of a polarity it's mm. the north and the south node so whenever the sun makes connection with the north node it also makes a connection with the south node so essentially there something is being highlighted in around this area and the north nodes in a in a very loose way give us information in terms of our soul journey um this idea of what did we come in in terms mm-hmm. of resources but also in terms of patternings right in our dna literally and then the north node is sort of where where's our direction heading what what qualities are we here to refine to learn to discover um and then there is this feedback loop i think that's really interesting with the nodes it's like once we discover you know, one end, once we sort of clear out a little bit our foundation or, you know, maybe even find gratitude towards mm. some of our connections, the the path ahead sort of clears out. And then once we have sort of like a clearer idea or we're stepping into sort of our, our evolving selves, then we relate maybe to our past again differently. So it's really important to kind of think of the nodes, not necessarily mm. of you know at, I always give this idea of like at the end of a year like I used to teach this yoga retreat always where everyone going like I cannot leave, wait to leave 20 mm. at the time 17 or 18 behind me and definitely at 2020 and then hop on and so we can make that sort of I you know sort of in, in a way mistake with the nodes as well it's like oh I want to leave everything behind me that I came in with and jump ahead but instead it's this this learning of weaving this thread from our past into our future in a way or what would that ping off with you mm. for me like the the north node and the south node to me the south node is something that i may feel is more familiar and i may think is actually my purpose and in a sense it is because but it comes around in a different way but i might see that is where i meant to turn my compass to but to me then the north node is the resources that will actually really allow you to embody even more of some of the qualities of the North Node if they're in a imbalance or you feel like oh, I'm not that I couldn't possibly embody that or express that there or live that there but we do it through moving towards the North Node so to me it's like you know if you're walking a path your South Node is sort of behind you your North Node's in front of you we've a tendency to nearly walk towards more so the qualities I think sometimes off the south node but we're learning to actually embody more of the north node because to me that nearly then provides the foundation to come back around to hold the qualities of the south node to really give them a really different rooting to come from like because to me it's like sort of the the north node in a sense is an aspect of destiny but it doesn't mean that it's you know that easily going okay that's my north nodes in virgo that's definitely everything i have to be but i might find i look at some of those and go oh that's the kind of stuff i don't want to do like or i was like oh, i just I just don't think it's really me like but some part of it's going but you need those for you to really build on from the previous live streams to build the next part of your house in a sense that way you know the next floor up towards ascension or whatever you believe in comes after this live stream so to me i see it as like this you could call it like just sort of a linear thing but the cycle like you know if you're constantly coming through life and you're learning and you're growing and then it's going okay but now 
in order to really embody those qualities of your south, you need to really move towards whatever is opposite it like. And just because they're opposites too, you're like, but like, <laughs> do you know, if you think of Gemini inside, you're like, yeah, but like, one so much, and maybe I maybe think one's so much more at home. I'm so much more home inside than Jam. And Jam's going, but yeah, come over, because I've got really good stuff for you. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, and it might feel a little bit weird initially, because you've just come from a life stream of learning to embody the South mm-hmm. Node. So it's a trajectory, I think, like sometimes, like. Yeah. I think with the North Node, there always comes a healthy dose of awkwardness. Yes. <laughs> like learning, you know, learning to play, let's say, the violin. And you, it's, it's, not, it's not pleasant initially, you know, it's like you, you're awful at it. <laughs> um, and when we play, learn to play an instrument, there's a certain level of, you know, maybe humor that we can see that in when it comes to our own personal skills and capabilities. We get oftentimes very harsh on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm not good at that. Mm. Um, so there's definitely a level of, you know, that, but to just come back what you said like how the north node also uh, supports the south node on a, on a very a practical example it's like when when i was in my um late teens early 20s i left germany for ireland and i literally i did the let's get away from the south node kind of thing like let me get away from mm-hmm. everything and anything that just resembles where I came from like I had a deep dive into that but it was it's like I was so curious about something else in a way and it wasn't mm-hmm. even so much that the old stuff was bad but it was just like I needed to get to that other part and so landing in Ireland while there was a great resonance there was also this awkwardness because everyone in Ireland just seemed to have these amazing social skills <laughs> you know <laughs> and 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 like in terms of small talk or <laughs> this easy connection and as a native German from the, the southern Germany the Alps are very much like pragmatic people like harsh winters if we go back in our ancestry you know there's like farm work there's like survival mm-hmm. is, is like very high up in that in that level and it's like gross generalization but I felt like into Ireland I was like art and freedom and expression and randomness all had places to be and um and this communication was very fun so there were things that I was really excited about but there was so many things I felt like really inept at and it took me literally living almost 20 years in Ireland that I now can look back and actually mm-hmm. see the value of my upbringing and my ancestries uh, lines so there is this this by having gone like as an example towards the north node there is now a deeper understanding and appreciation that I now can have for sort of what I came mm-hmm. in with that I wasn't able to see when I was 21 you mm-hmm. know um, and that's just a practical level but I think this north south node uh, in this context as we're talking about it is this general weather you know in terms of like almost like humanity you know there's this ideas of and with the sun highlighting that so you might all of a sudden have these thoughts about not just your own where do I come from where do I move but also collectively you might see yourself all of a sudden in in circles that works with like ancestral work mm. where you see other people going back and diving into their heritage their DNA um, you might read articles you might just all of a sudden be drawn to like things might just spontaneously come into your mind you go where are we actually all heading all of us together you know so this this north node south node can bring up thoughts like that um in it that are just being highlighted at the moment and i think um the current state that we are all in um it, it's it's so obvious that you know something is shifting um and so then the question always is if that's the weather how do you interact what is it feeding you so this idea of making that now feeding it into your own energetics in terms of when you notice the shift that's happening around you what is it doing to you and what you do with that experience and then also how do you add your personal energetics into the world around you because this is how we all contribute to the collective weather right so there's Mm. this interaction as well that comes with that like something you just mentioned because I think you know it's kind of like you know if you're studying astrology out there like or if you're interested or somebody said north node like sort of shows you towards your destiny it can be you know I'll rush to the words there because that'll be all the answers to my prayers at this stage like but like sometimes I think it takes us living life to really see the beauty in some of those qualities then or living life gives us the experiences then to really see that there like so as somebody had shown me my north node on my 20s I, to try and do that then I wouldn't have gone through all 
the trials and errors in a sense or all the journey to look now and go, okay, I really actually know at a deep soul level how that works for me. I would only seen it maybe at an intellectual level mm-hmm. versus like a real inner knowing of actually that is the way forward. You know, from my inner self to the outer versus just because it's outside information, it must be true. Therefore, I'm going to try and apply it in a way that maybe doesn't need to be applied at this moment in time. But to also remember that it's a lifelong journey that, you know, like the North Node doesn't stop at a certain age or, you know, only here at a certain time. It's like we're constantly refining that movement towards mm. it as well. Like, I think it's really like important in a way, to remember. Yeah. It's like when you have two magnets, you know, there's this field of, yeah. of, of, of intensity between them and we're sort of in between that. And yeah. so one way of on a practical level in general, working with, with your North Node, South Node is we, when you get stuck in one, look at the other. You know, if you don't yeah. know where to go, look at where you came from, you know, on a physical level, but also mm. on a soul level. Why did we choose to be incarnated into this point in time? <laughs> all of us here as we share this planet together and whenever we get stuck in making sense of where we came from look at what you're growing Mm -hmm. into on all the levels you know um i think that's a that's a very pragmatic i think pragmatic way of of relating to that um but yeah there, there there's there's always i think the note there's always like this this elusive quality to it as well you know there's Mm. yes i physically moved from one country to the other but it's not my soul's destiny to move out of germany into ireland it wasn't about that and then you pack the psychological experiences maybe and the emotional experiences to that and then underneath that you like pack now how do i relate to myself as a result of all those experiences Mm. and someone on that whole spectrum from the most physical pragmatic where do i physically live to the most subtle ethereal inner quality of how how do I see who am I actually on that whole spectrum is where where the nodes I think work with us because the nodes are these are points um in the on the eclipse that's actually that the moon in a way draws you know so it's it's it has something to do with our our inner 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 landscape in a way you know mm. so although they can be seen as an outer effect but it's more so you know this inner experience this processing of life this um my feelings my Mm. moods it's like moon is always reflecting the sun max so it's interesting that you know in this current constellation just for a moment and i think about the sun moves a degree pretty much every day so the sun is just for a few days making this connection on around a second to the nodes and then it moves on again you know and then there, there are other connections as well but there is this you know, the sun is so much to do with what we do, what's visible in outer outer light, and then the nodes in some way are our soul journey reflection of our inner world. So there is the sun and moon mm-hmm. relationship that we have later on as well in the in the in the quarter moon um, that's coming up as well. I think, um, yeah, yeah, that's just really interesting dynamics at the moment, mm-hmm. the obvious and the <clears throat> internal, right? In so many mm-hmm. ways, in different ways, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like when we, if and when we chat about sort of. Pluto and all there like you can see that almost coming in along with that there as well like so the woundings are the hidden parts what's coming up beneath all of that that stops us from expressing our full potential our full selves and coming out in our wholeness like yeah you mm-hmm. can feel a lot of that sort of just on the undercurrent as well like I think at the minute like yeah the, these different layers right yeah. and 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 on the second as well like what you were referring to that mercury that is currently still in pisces is making now this sextile this very quick connection sextile is not a quick connection but the fact that mercury moves apart from the moon like the second fastest yeah. planet is, is the fastest planet in a way so it again this is just a glimpse and it makes this connection with Pluto and Pluto about transformation, transmutation, and Pluto is in Capricorn. So again, the quarter moon later on is is in, in that we talk about is also in 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 Capricorn. So Capricorn is in this quality of you know very pragmatic. It is an Earth element. It is a, a cardinal Earth. So it brings in a level of like you know how is this playing out also in the physical realm you know how is and we think of pluto another dimension as like your sense of power but not necessarily the willpower but mm-hmm. sort of your sense of the pure fact that you are a human being 
there's this this thing of power that comes from valuing yourself in a way you know um and seeing that you are an important component of this bigger field of humanity um and 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 uh, that kind of runs through and so there's this this moment where mercury is obviously about communication but before we speak out there's communications also how we receive things so there could be just like a little glimpse of an insight that you might see somewhere you know that you go oh oh oh, these are all the ways in which maybe I haven't spoken my truth or these are the ways lately I I actually spoke up and it worked out so 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 could do some refining or oh my god I didn't know it was while I was chatting that inner truth came up you know so it can be small little glimpses um but obviously they're connecting to everything that's been going on last year as well right yeah yeah i see it like as little like little messages that might slip out in the funniest of places but actually really show a, a pain point or might just sort of give an insight into something that is hurting that you might not even realized was hurting like as well i kind of see people at the minute as well like just sort of this little space where it's just like something that's been really really tender but it's like you maybe actually maybe see it or you give voice to it or you give a word to it or you receive something from it like just like you mentioned earlier you know like you might just pick up a book and you're like oh and it just hits you somewhere really deeply like that way or somebody says something and it just really touches but it, it sort of reflects or shows something in you that maybe was in the murkier waters but now you're getting a wee bit of an opportunity to see it and then you get an opportunity to either lift it out and have a good nosy at it. Or pretend it didn't happen and motor on. <laughs> yeah, but I think we all had these these moments, you know, the, the straw that finally broke the camel's back. You know, there's there's a lot of hay on the back that had to accumulate. So sometimes these these smaller things can be, even though seemingly so superficial mm-hmm. or so fleeting. It can be for some of us just that moment where we like everything is lining up, the puzzle pieces come yeah. together. I get the full picture. Whether we're able to act on it might be another thing, but there's like it can be something some small can have and leave a great shifting impact. And for others, it'll be pieces that add to what we already experienced, and there will be mm-hmm. something further down the line that wakes us up because growth is not linear and doesn't happen insight doesn't happen for all of us in the same area mm-hmm. at the very same time what pings off someone here will ping off someone else in six months but that person isn't slower because something else would have enlightened that person in a different area of their life than the mm-hmm. first person so it's really difficult to to compare and i don't think we should ever compare ourselves and i think this is sort of a time where you know we've been in lockdown for so many months now this whole year experience where you know, after the initial shock and trauma that it's caused within us, there's this this sort of hangover that we still have from mm-hmm. that shock. And then we jumped into, let's do the, make the best out of it. And we deep dove into studying loads of things. And now we might look at like each other and ourselves and go like, maybe I feel I'm not as far as I am. So there can be a lot of judgment around, around that sort of thing as well. Um, but I think the invitation is always to come back and go like, what, what is, what's coming up for you at the moment? Like, what is it that you're ready to speak about? What is it that you maybe notice? Oh, I'm holding back. I'm editing myself. I'm not speaking up. What are sort of the little things that come up for you? And then really like sitting with them, maybe I suppose a little bit and giving value to your insights, you know, no matter where they are, rather than comparing them to what happened, you know, how your friend has change their life completely over six months time which is also not the full truth it comes back to we're all on different cycles you know like we all might think we're on the same boat but we're all in very different experiences like that way like you know when to sit in this space a year later and think you know we should be somewhere or I, I should have made more of that time off even though I might have three kids working a full-time job and you know, like, oh, I should have maybe tried to study a whole other degree in amongst that. You know, the whole point of, to me of being in lockdown is not to get to the end of it and show a massive to-do list that I've done. You know, like, and because I'm like, oh, that's just possibly more avoidance, you know, like of the need to be busy, the need to keep going, the need to be really fully active rather than you know if my body was really just calling me to zone out you know like us and disconnect from all that busyness don't be learning anything really tune into your own inner 
sort of strengths, qualities, your own voice, your own expression at this moment, refine that there. Stop listening to so much outside and get a sense of what actually is your true voice and communication, what really you want to express from your heart. And that might be done behind closed doors. Do you know, like, and we don't need to open our door to tell people I've gone inside my house for like six months here. Like we just close the door like. Do you like, and I, I, I see that, like, we're so much on social media that we feel we need to tell people I'm closing the doors, like, and I'm just like, just close your doors, like, and enjoy that space inside. Mm. And I think what plays into that as well is this, this, this idea that how structures and how we do things can be in one hand beautiful because they can be really healthy habits, they can make us very productive, they can, you know, keep our brain from being just overworked every day you have to make too many decisions so you have a couple of healthy structures how you do things but sometimes they can pull us back in like a bungee cord because i feel like the the shift that's happening and i can see it in people like this this plutonian shift is a transmutation it's not just a transformation it's a it's a quantum leap in a way it's the caterpillar to the butterfly you know when you look at the butterfly you cannot see the caterpillar so there's a level of us and um, whether we consciously took part in it or taken part in it or whether it just happened through us but we're all being affected of, of by that that there are aspects of ourselves that we have left behind mm. and needed to leave behind and then there is this and this goes so with this north-south node sort of theme mm. that we talked about, the aspects we've been birthed into, you know, it's like that we, we like, first ever butterfly, first moments, like, oh, I have wings now. <laughs> what am I going to do with them? The difficulty is collectively we created structures that pull us back into the caterpillar thing. Mm. So we, the structures are still there, how we organize our day and our life and what we refer back to and what we... So, you know what's your default like think in your mind when this is all over what you go and even this idea going back to and these you know the way you do your do your life you know on the most mundane level um and is that going back to those ways that you do life is that actually still resonant with you because what i feel is like a lot of us have shifted so much that putting on the old clothes just doesn't mm. work anymore it's like you know when you have teenagers that grow so much over the summer and all of a sudden the uniform like doesn't work anymore and like you try to get away with it for a little bit and mm -hmm. the pants are up at you know yeah, the ankles um but there is there is that level of i think and that's very this north south note idea as well it's like you know like I don't actually know how to do me anymore anymore because there's like something is different and now I'm trying to put myself back in that's why it's so important to the old structure so that's why it's important we keep an eye on this comparison you know n not necessarily the way we would have had to keep an eye on it beforehand in terms of judging ourselves but like maybe by looking how other people are doing collectively maybe they're still the old ways and then you now that me being like the butterfly and it doesn't mean that like life, life is great like most mm. of the times when we put our head up into that new version it's like awkward we're like I want to go back the way I was you know the way it was but it's like if the butterfly tries to mimic a caterpillar like that's just painful you know and it's just like nuts and I think these are sort of the early days of some of us actually trying to do that we look around us and everyone else seems to do things in a caterpillar but we're all trapped butterflies in this caterpillar structure so there is a level of looking to each other for emotional support absolutely but there is also a level of individual work and then trusting what shifts on the inside and then sitting down and doing that really exhausting work of going like well how do I do me now mm. uh, to me it's like it's the remembering too that like you mentioned Pluto like so it always comes with a rebirth like you know like so sometimes that's the lifeline to hold on to when the skin has been peeled off like sort of thing and when the ground feels shaky is it's the remembering of okay there is the the rebirth in this here like because other times there is just the death like there's just that this has to go and it's not going to be reformed in any other way like but with us here it's like yes there, but there is going to be the newness coming like it might not be immediate because you only by taking off one little bit of something and letting that go that you might see okay actually when I try and do this new way of being I actually find that's a little bit clunky with the way I thought previously or the way I interacted with the world so you find the pieces of the puzzles are changing not all at the one time but you're like putting pieces together but they don't all work so it's kind of like you're putting a new piece of 
something new into your machine and you're realizing, oh God, yeah, that's that's like an upgrade. But my computer can only hold like, oh, it says it's not compatible with that. Oh, okay. What's not compatible with it like? So eventually I might begin while getting used to sort of a new foot in somewhere else to adjust the other parts like, do you know, because it really is, I think, a, a space to think a little bit outside the box like, you know, so even if somebody, you know, and but not an, like in a kind of a way that feels really, I think to me it's like a space where you're really listening to your own inner sort of desire or something that's grasping at you going, but you could do it this way. You know, something's maybe so simple as on how you organize your day or how you, where your practice is in your day. Never mind how you run your business, how you launch things, how you set up things. And I go, maybe you could do it this way instead. You know, like, but that feels really good for you. But you're like, but yeah, everybody else says you have to do it this way. But you go, actually, no, I'm going to listen to myself and trial this out. Like, and if it doesn't work, it's going because at least I can go, but oh, this part of it did feel really good. But now I realise it's not going to be in that way. It's, I'm going to try it in this way instead. You know, so you're sort of, to me, it's like you're throwing the ball from either hand and just getting a sense off it all. But it's really, to me, it's like you, we really have to listen to our own inner direction as well. Like, while knowing that by me doing this, somebody else will go, I wouldn't have thought of it that way. Oh, interesting. I think I might try it that way too. But if we all sit back, you know, something I'm hearing somebody say a lot is like, you know, yeah, but someone else will do this. And I'm like, we can't actually have that attitude at the minute. Do you know, I could go, because then we're, we're putting it outside of ourselves onto somebody else to do, but I'm, it's at my door. You know, it's landed on my desk in a sense, or a part of me is calling for it to be looked at or actioned or innovated or thought about or just considered. Like, I go, so it has to... I can't throw it across the room and hope somebody else will catch it and do it for me and then I can learn from their trial and error possibly if it's on my doorstep like yeah the ball's in your cord right mm. yeah very much so and this um, I think there, there, there's, there, there's so many pieces to tie into that one is self-worth this idea of you know self-worth oftentimes with imposter syndrome who am i to come up with a way of doing things new you know whether it's like a social media campaign or whether that's like how you how you raise your children at what it is it doesn't matter but there's a sense of you know i think we've all had that in life where we go we had a sense of doing things maybe a little differently and we go yeah but that's not a proven method right mm -hmm. the major like an approved method is always when a majority of people has done it already so it's like like a good chunk of the herd has already bought mm. into it for varying reasons so there's a there's this one playing with this idea of who am i to have an idea to do things differently not even to have the final solution for everyone on this planet mm. but this self-empowerment in terms of there might be something here and doing things the way that comes up for me that works for me you know it doesn't need to work for 20 other people yeah. so there's this level of self-trust trusting your own intuition there is also too i think a level of this can only happen when you're in a state where you're not in acute fight or flight i think that's currently really really important mm. the way our brain chemistry is organized when you're in fight or flight when your nervous system is upward regulated it doesn't matter whether positively or negatively regulated, your aperture of your vision is getting smaller. You, you're honing in on the one thing, the one fire to put mm. out. You're not thinking creatively and you're not interested in many other ways. So this is this idea when you're going hungry grocery shopping. <laughs> you know, it's like the worst thing you can do, like because most likely you see all the good things and you might buy them, but there will be something along the way that you can stuff in your face while you're in the car on the way home. <laughs> Now, this has absolutely no implication on your health if that happens once every so often. But imagine going shopping always hungry and think of how that affects mm. what is in your fridge at home, what's available to you and the long-term effect of that. And I think so much of our very valid anxiety, I mean, we've gone through times that, you know, we weren't given a manual how to go through a pandemic individually and how to do this. So there's a lot of very valid fear that is in our system but it's so important to understand ourselves well enough to to notice when are we going into a state of fight or flight? How does it feel? How do I think? How do I speak? How do I breathe? 
what is it that I'm doing? Am I pulling out a to-do list and trying to get very, like that's one of the ways I know it shows up for me. I'm getting super productive because I'm working my way out of whatever fear it is. And how do the states feel within me when I'm not in fight or flight, you know, when I'm satisfied? Because this idea that drives you in a supermarket to get something is a fear of not being fed. It's a very, very deep inner survival instinct that kicks in. It's at the same level of instinct of being afraid of, um, yeah, not surviving, you know. And I think to some level these these have been triggering us. We've all questioned mm. survival in, in, in different ways. And so if we think that we're staying in this state of hunger or this fear of not surviving and we make decisions from that place, we're more likely to buy the chocolate bar we're more likely to buy in the choice that we've been given that is very much um, a quick fix to things, you know. Um, and so the idea is, yes, maybe you need to have that chocolate bar and that quick fix in that moment, but maybe you look at your habits overall of mm -hmm. not going into the supermarket hungry all the time. Maybe you're looking at your habits of how am I looking at my work, at my family, at raising my kids in a state when I'm not happy upward regulated so there's i always think of these there's like the sane part that lives with us and then there's this like slightly mm -hmm. insane part that can be a lot of fun at times <laughs> but if that insane part gets to make all the decisions it's 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 usually not that wholesome and doesn't have that much longevity so for us to tap into exactly all those qualities that you mentioned i think it's a level of understanding how does an upward regulated nervous system and a balanced nervous system actually plays out within us in a practical level and then making more decisions when we're balanced mm. that's why we have meditation that's why we have yoga that's why we feel different after you know even just 10 minutes of an asana practice a bit of shavasana at the end and you come up and all of a sudden you can see your problems haven't gone away but your perception of them has changed so now i feel is the time that we've been literally all been practicing for all those years in whatever modalities we are and now it's like can I take responsibility? Can I be aware enough, first of all, to see when I'm out of my balance? And then can I go and use those skills that I've developed over the last six weeks or mm. six years or three decades and get myself even momentarily into a place of balance? It's not about being there all the time. And then making more decisions in a place like that. I think these are the times where our own soul truth can show up. And I feel like we... We should try it and not miss it. I like it definitely. Like or or find that person who can hold that space for you to come, because we're come back to yourself. Like because when you're like and in all honesty, so many people are in fight or flight, freezing, falling constantly. Do you know like that? It's a natural state, so they actually don't know, might not even realize they're in it, because it's, my system is just sort of nearly that way since birth, possibly like. And that's not good or bad, right or wrong. That's just an effect of life on our system. Like, um, so it can be finding a space that allows me where I go, oh God, now I can actually, oh God, I think I've just taken a breath there and I've exhaled and I feel, oh, I'm a little bit more in myself or I just feel down a little, but it's not been in maybe access and total peace in the first time of trying it. Like, but it can be, you know, every so often feeling that little space of where, where have I run from myself? Like. And that's how I, I always feel it as like my I can feel my energy is a way off somewhere down the road is what I would call it. Like, do you know if my attention, my focus is way further than myself? Like, but it's even just catching what does that even feel like to, for me to be in that space? Because then that's showing me that's my telltales. And then I don't go judging myself or being harsh on myself. I go, OK, that's a little part of me. That's just the little me and me going, right, we, we've got to run, run, run somewhere like or just the part of me that's just frozen and going, I haven't, uh, my brain's not even working now to even think my way out of this. Like, you know, like, and we hold that little space, like, but sometimes we need someone else not to disempower us, but we might just go, I can access that when I'm just in that little space with my friend. I can access that when I'm sitting outside on my own for five minutes. I can access that when I'm just listening to a little bird outside. Do you know, like, or I can just access it when I'm lying in my bed first thing in the morning and I put a hand on my heart and a hand on my tummy and I remind myself, breathe this morning. Do you know, like, and little things that I can come back to every moment because it, it happens, it happens so easily, like, and it's normal at the same time, like, because there is so much impact in our systems, more so than 
there always is, but even more so at the minute, like because our foundations are shifting not just energetically, but for a lot of people physically, through their jobs, through their finances, changes in family, death, all the things that really just throw us up in the air, like so to me it's always like what what one little thing anchors me, like and that could just be a picture of, you know, if you had children, that's a picture of looking at my kids when we were on holidays possibly. You know, so it'll be simple things maybe initially before we're ready sometimes to delve into the what actually causes that there like do you know like actually what's the maybe the root cause that that marked my nervous system at a certain stage in my life that this is my normal like yeah and I I think so much of that when we're when we're in an upward regulated state in a way we don't make sense and we've had these experiences where there's we do remember somewhere a part of us that we go like you know we have this inner conversation with ourselves like i know what i'm thinking right now is not logic mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can't access that other part and yeah. we've had that in conversations you know when when you have a logical fact-based conversation with a friend and it just doesn't go anywhere and you're like I've never seen you in that way thinking your mind I've never seen you in that way you know and so the way we have conversation and trying to convince the other person that moment is is exactly what regulates mm-hmm. them even further upwards so it's like becoming really emotionally intelligent and really energetically aware of when are we and when is someone else in this upward regulated state and to not judge ourselves or the other person for it but just pick your time when you have conversations or when you make decisions yeah. i think so much about it is timing rather than being always in a constant zen i mean i've not met one person that's over this last year kind of just regardless of how well their business mm-hmm. may have even gotten in a perfect zen this this year has not left anyone untouched in some level and to put that level of 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 aspiration on yourself that you need to meditate until you're always zen or you need to do enough energy work or ancestral work or whatever it is for you that that's that's I have not seen that around me and it's not the point of it either. And so I think if we can look at it more pragmatic in a way that, okay, awareness, when am I upward regulated? When am I downward regulated? Mm-hmm. Journal around that. How is that playing out with yourself? Start to have maybe conversation, like you said, with people who are holding that space for you or going through something similar, you know, or maybe noticing it or the people in your partner, you know, when, when throughout the day, does he or she change is where you go like yeah now it's not the time to pick that conversation about where we're going to move or what we're going to do you know and Mm. one more part to that i think just to go on grocery shopping hungry it's just such a beautiful analogy because we've all done it and so it doesn't mean that we necessarily have a big healthy meal before we go in but something as simple as like having a banana you know that could be a two-minute meditation as an analogy before Mm. you go grocery shopping can make a big impact so this idea that you you know becoming proactive in doing the practices and remembering the states and then yeah i mean there there i see it in so many different arenas where we all including myself and then others see the world from this very narrow aperture of that comes to fight or flight i see it politically I see it also financially. I see it in the Irish housing market, for example, where people make decisions or feel the need to make decisions that they would never make at any other point in their life. You know, we're we're literally, and this is no judgment because I see it in myself as well. I see those, I feel those forces being pulled. So it's, I think it's about reminding ourselves and coming back to the point that you made. It's like, just because everyone else is doing that doesn't mean it's a an intelligent wholesome sustainable choice it's just a choice a lot of people bought into because a lot of people were in fight or flight and step mars bar at the checkout you know and i think can we see both can we see when you're just so hungry and you're going grocery shopping you don't want to hear about the healthy recipe you don't mm-hmm. want to hear and buy ingredients that you now have to go home and wash and prepare and like cook for an hour and stew and then three hours later you're like i'm starving you know so can we have the mars bar but notice why we bought the mars bar you know and can we have a banana mm-hmm. the next time we go into the grocery shop and then the next time you know it's these little things that building up and all of a sudden the stuff that you bring home is not only and what you bring home is like the analogy for the result of the decisions we make you know 
when those results start coming in, instead of having made them in a state of being fearful or hungry, watch what comes into your shopping, your grocery list, into your life. When you start making decisions, some of the decisions, when you're not completely starved, you know, out of energy or frustration. So I think these are the times where, yeah, coming home into your own knowingness, but understanding that you have really only, I think, I don't know what your opinion on that is, access to that deeper knowingness when you're not upward regulated. To me, knowingness then is knowing when I am in that space as well. Like, uh, well, like so it's getting to to know that part of me, like to really mm-hmm. know what's going on, that that little part is doing that in this moment in time. Like, you know, like so when I'm sitting going, like, do you know, like I've cut back on my work massively in the last year, like out of choice, like that way, because I know deeply I, I need to like that way to reassess on such a foundational level why I do the things I, I do like and in that there comes a lot of the but you should be like do you know like mm-hmm. but that was all working really well for you like and how are you going to pay the bloody bills like and you know like you know and how are you going to get food like and it's not at that stage at all like but you know that the brain will go there and go mm-hmm. like well like you know and then sure what if you don't ever have another idea and sure you're going to get rid of all that and that was doing so well and blah 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 and I've got to go, okay, little brain. And some days I'll, 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 it'll hook me. And I'm like, oh God, yeah, but what if? Like, what if? Like, what? And good old Irish thing. But what happens if we never get a house? Like, I'm like, seriously, has that really mattered to you before? I'm like, no, okay, actually it hasn't. <laughs> Do you know, but something, there's a little, to me, sometimes there's a little hole, a little kink. And it, it gets in, like it hooks in. And then I just, I might not be able to solve it in that moment. But I just go, okay, come back. Do you know, like it might be go for a walk. It might be just sit outside. But most of the time it's me reminding myself, why have you chosen to do this? Because I need mm-hmm. it. I need that space. Like, do you know, like, and it's the, the knowingness of knowing I need that more than I need anything else gives me that opportunity to come back again. Like, but not forgetting to tend to that little part that is so programmed to be so active, like that mm-hmm. is so programmed to do achieve because that is how I would have received loved and being validated when I was little like Mm -hmm. to go to that little part okay this is really weird we have no idea what we're doing here we don't actually know what was really going on for that to be there and we don't really know what that might look like going forward but come back to me now like let's just sit in this uckiness (laughs) and it will pass but I'm going to sit in it but I'm actually maybe not going to make any of my choices about what I'm going what I'm going to do going forward in this space mm-hmm. do you know like so it's like it's like it really is like the the knowingness and that's the part where if I don't say if I'm in a space of maybe only getting to know myself or trying to figure out all those wires that get fried that way like because that's how I sometimes like it's just the wires are fried like do you know like and it's just nothing's going to move through them like they're just like buzz and you're buzzing possibly like do you know, but the buzzing sometimes can be, well, I need to do something now, like, mm. or else like, actually sometimes like, no, that needs to be soothed, really soothed down, like, and to me, like, you know, I, I said this to you, like, and it's not to get all personal there, like, but last year, like, we've no, and it's a real, like, privilege thing, but we've no bath in this little house, like, and I've been fine for two, two years, and even last year, I was like, every week, I was like, I wish I had a bath, I wish I had a bath, and we bought a blow-up bath in December, like, and it has been the most important purchase of my possibly my last five years I think possibly but because I say to Liam I go it was such a massive important important part of my system regulation that I didn't even realize like because I've always just had baths like you know I just thought it was just because we've had them since we were young we never had a shower in our house like but I realize it's actually a regulation pathway mm-hmm. do you know like so it can be fine you know the little thing that you already have always done that gives me that chance to just sit and just be and go, okay, I actually can't do anything in here, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in a way as well, because mm-hmm. I'm in water, so I'm allow, not allowed any of my technology. I'm not going to go on Instagram, you know, I'm not going to be doing anything. So it allows me that little space just to be in it, like, and that can be as simple for some people getting into the bathroom and closing the door and just sitting on the toilet and going, I just need five minutes here to cry, cry this out or to mm-hmm. feel really frustrated to feel like I really sh- should be, but I also know maybe at a deeper level if I can breathe into that or remember when I have no because a lot of it is too is 
if I can remember that little part of me that is so sure of this is what I need at this moment, I can begin to bring access to that in those moments where I am heightened. And it might not feel as strong. It might feel, but I don't know really, was she really, was she really sure about that? But I can get enough access enough times to go, yeah, she's been pretty adamant about it actually. Mm. Do you know, like, and that sort of helps as well. Like, Yeah, I love that. Um, And a similar note for me as well. If you kind of get to understand what it is that has always given you in a way joy you know because joy as opposed to happiness joy is this 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 radiance that emanates from being actually downward regulated uh, and i had this conversation with someone yeah you can be radiant and tired <laughs> it totally works you know you can be healthily tired but not exhausted there's a mm. difference between between that and this idea of radiance does not necessarily need to be loud all the time i think that's a different understanding as well but to understand when you're in your joy and your radiance and for me it is um it has displayed it all itself always to travel my entire life mm. and so i had to do a whole lot of work because we can't travel um not even outside <laughs> <laughs> not even down the road <laughs> for several months like so many of us um so I was like oh but I can't travel and I got caught for a very long time in this and I remember saying beforehand the quality of my teachings was affected by how much I traveled and so when I travel there's a sense of joy of freedom um that was always putting me into a place where I was just teaching with that little bit more clarity I was just getting mm. to the point with more ease and straight to it um so then I went through this whole like poor me you know and poor everyone else we can't travel I can't get that you know like, oh. and then I kind of spent some work and got went underneath it well what is it underneath the traveling that's actually is and for me mm. traveling brings contrast it brings different cultures in but underneath that it brings in how different people are doing things differently and it's not that I have to adapt that mm. but when when I just see one way that's one way of my shutting my system down so then I got like creative and just looked at the little things that I can do in terms of creating contrast between the days even mm. between morning and afternoon you know what was available to me you know uh from from physical movement to you know um you know bringing the dog actually packing him in the car driving down three miles and walking from that place you know something as simple as mm. a small dog he doesn't walk very like he, he walks for a small dog very long, but he doesn't walk for three miles plus. <laughs> so kind of walked him twice a day the same lane, you know, like probably so mm -hmm. many of us. But something as thing, I was like, why would I get into that car and like add to the pollution? But at some point you got to go, well, I can either go that way or I can get myself and go like I get into the car and drive and add to the pollution for a little bit. But it puts me in a different state. And as mm -hmm. a result of that different state, I look at all of the choices and how I can contribute to the world differently. So it's a calculated expenditure i suppose in that way and something as simple as kind of i've done is across mm -hmm. the board from food to to everything and it has really shifted my energy i'm still not waking up and going you who pandemic but there has been an, an, a definitely shift in how i could access also all of a sudden again resources that mm -hmm. are within me so yeah um and just for those of you who are listening and who are interested in sort of the astrology i know the notes can give us an education an educate an ed idea indication is the word uh to that but please don't just hone in on the notes and go like these are the signs and that's what that means but for me for example the notes are both immutable signs so that mutability means it's 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 you know, regardless it's going back or forward there's something about my soul journey that's wrapped up in this exchange i need exchange spiralic growth exchange with other people seeing other so getting that on an energetic level that's why these are archetypal and symbolic mm -hmm. meanings in the astrology it's not meant to kind of you know virgo means or aries means you know go to the element underneath it go to the direction mm -hmm. of the energy and you start to get these ideas of going like oh yeah that mutability i can actually see that throughout my entire life it's not just traveling it's the it's what happens for me when i have conversations with people and when I can't have these conversations, um, it, it, it goes through so many, it goes through movement as well when I stop moving, you know. Uh, so this this exchange and this switching things up, I'm like, okay, how can I bring that back now? So there are, there are practical ways that you can draw from the astrology and there are many more places in your chart that you can look at. But if you're interested, you know, you just pull up your chart or astro.com gives you your own free chart or you get in touch with me or whichever way, um, 
I think with you too. <laughs> I'll track you to astrocox.com. <laughs> but you're the one to work with the elements. I know that. <laughs> and in a way of, of connecting, connecting into that. And it just is all information that you can use to stabilize yourself. Mm. You know, I think so much about this, this work and maybe just towards the end just want to briefly touch on maybe what do you think the quarter yeah. moon um the quarter moon in capricorn so that is now 90 degrees onwards from the new moon so this picks up on if you were setting intention or where you were at around the 13th of january um that's where the new moon happened in capricorn that's when the sun and the moon were at the very same degree in in your chart in everyone's chart and so now this is a couple of months down the road 90 degrees pretty much onwards the sun has moved now into Aries so it brings this fire element and the moon is in Capricorn again so it is there is this conversation around a looking back to January what was invoked what were you looking at in terms of maybe also pragmatic mm. side I mean Capricorn wants us to be as well brings that part up in us that is a little more um mature but this idea of mature not you know not old where we oftentimes it's like i just give old another way and call it mature now mature you can be mature at any age mature is when you understand when you're upward regulated and downward regulated and the idea of like you know not letting yourself away with every impulse but at the same time the sun is in an impulsive quality right aries so there there is something about like how can i use when is my impulsiveness um helpful and when is it futile Mm -hmm. to how I create my life yeah also sort of just when you're speaking there it gives me sort of I sort of see that little burst as well like you know sort of nearly the the burst of energy towards you know if, if I'm near that finishing line or something's coming through or you know I've done all the little sort of you know the ABCs but now it's sort of like that little you know you're nearly at the end line but you need that little poof that way mm -hmm. sort of what I, I see as well like yeah but it really is that little space to reflect back like and see how those qualities have sort of played out in the last where are we now three months like nearly two mm -hmm. three months and also some for some of us like some of us actually learn best through failure <laughs> like some of us are literally wired to bump against all the obstacles so that's what Aries can bring with the sun and Aries can bring up as well like you're very excited and you all of a sudden you try that and there's a cul-de-sac and you try that and there's a cul-de-sac mm. and there's a try that and a cul-de-sac so if there's a, like a, an awareness around that as well notice to not judge yourself necessarily that there's anything that you've been doing wrong but you just like essentially crossed off all other options and see what you're left with you know mm. what's there um so that's also a way Aries can sort of bring itself uh into that and um, do you want to add something to that, or will we? Move I'm one on of those people who bounce off everything, so I am like that's a trial and error is my whole life story. But I think it's such a good thing. Like that, it might not have been good when I was a teenager, and I was like, "Well, why did you do that?" Because I didn't want to be there, and I left, like sort of thing. Do you know, people just didn't understand because it wasn't this sensible thing to do. Like, um. But to me, it's like it allows me to have such a wide perspective on so many things like or I can pull from about 20 different ways to do something like because I've tried them all. Like, I can go, oh, yeah, that way. Like for me, it doesn't work. I found it X, Y, Z, but I can tell you how to do it. Like if you want to give it a shot for yourself, like or I find I find this really you know helpful, beneficial and I can show you how to do that. Like, but it's also it allows you to see so many the places that we have or within ourselves the pitfalls like that way like and how to help people out of them like or to identify mm -hmm. them and cut short somebody else's you know I so often say to people like you know when you're working with people it's not like you know oh I've been there because it'll always be different like but if somebody goes like will this ever bloody end like I'm like yeah because yeah I've hit that wall about 12 million times like do you know like, and I can, so I can say with a confidence like yeah it will end like and it allows them to go oh, okay this is not going to go on forever yeah yeah and you know i'm so grateful for all this conversation that we had every time i pick up and i was like rosalind do you know somebody for xyz and you're like yeah okay yeah. so <laughs> regardless of what area of life <laughs> yeah um and so maybe as a as a as a last touch at uh, 
want to just yeah touch on on mm. this this sort of shift sort of energetic shift because that's where we oftentimes also feel mm. i suppose the the sky or the the weather in a way the energetics as uh, mercury on the 4th of april is now shifting from pisces into aries so we talked about that last week and the week before this this general shift where you know the sun has shifted and then you know there's this 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 moving this drying up this drying out mm-hmm. um of maybe some of the murkiness but there's also a, a sense of you know you always want to look at the higher and the maybe lower expressions of every sign you know but on a higher note like these last few days as mercury is in pisces to really i mean mercury is not just about what we talk but what we perceive so what is that you're perceiving, even when you listen to this podcast in between the lines, the things that we say and the things that we don't say? You know, this is very Piscean. It's like, I can't quite give you the logical steps to it, but I have a sense for it. So, you know, um, and then that shifting into into Aries is like, you know, there might be a, potentially a greater need even to speak up or speak out it can be also that you're a little bit fiery mm-hmm. literally in in here and sometimes that's needed you know for those of us who never speak up uh that's maybe exactly what's needed mm. if you have by um nature a very uh fiery disposition that you know that you're aware of or not aware of mm. it might just kind of fall into that and you're like oh that's great like i, I can see that and i you know regulate that in a way that it is this this Aries is not just fiery as such, but it's also this this highest spark of inspiration. And can we perceive it? And can how do how do we perceive it? And how do we pass it on? Right. That's mm-hmm. that's the other thing. How is it running through us? And is are those channels clear? You know, or am I filtering, pre-filtering what I perceive, pre-filtering what I say, uh, and become disconnected in that way? But yeah, there there is this this shift of I feel like. Pisces is maybe a little bit more in the perception of things Mm -hmm. and then Aries is to me has a little bit more this tone of like bringing it out into the world Mm. to me it's like sort of when I see that that shift around Mercury from those two you know like you're going from the real sort of wateriness like so even if your thoughts have been real mushy and floaty and not like sort of and dreamy and all there which has been a brilliant space to be in but you're not able to grasp anything Mm -hmm. that there's potential doesn't mean it will happen but there's potential possibly to be able to sort of bring that through a little bit more and anchor it down to bring it out like but it's also if if it's sort of our like Pisces is the 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 oneness it's the collective and now we're moving into sort of the individual like Mm -hmm. do you know like which is a shift like that way of how we're expressing ourselves or communicating and all, you know, you know, so it's moving from that there. So it's just to even notice within yourself that shift, you know, of, you know, are, are my thoughts or my words more about, you know, how I am in this world now versus maybe before I was more thinking of the collective and they always will impact each other like that way. They're never that singular, like, but noticing that there because it's a real sort of, you know, you're stepping from different ground very much so I feel like that way from sort of the the dreamy the internal of Pisces and all like out into Aries like so it's this spark again like within the 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 sign of Mercury like so around our expression or communication but as you also said noticing am I quick to the spark like and are the are the communic the words sort of coming out very pokey that way and sometimes that is needed or are they coming through like a refined system as well like because we need both at the same time like but like am I just yeah unfiltered Mm. possibly yeah so for me if I look at this sort of shift of mercury mercury over those last those those few days it would feel I'd love to hear your view on that as well, that maybe the earlier days, so around the the 2nd and the 4th of April, um, or leading up to the 4th, you know, Mercury connecting with Pluto, um, the quarter moon, uh, uh, there is like a, maybe all of those practices and places that allow you to perceive like just really honoring and honing those like mm-hmm. literally like what is it that you can kind of 
and as long as Mercury's in Pisces, it's it's like you said, it's not clear. But like, can I let just not my not only my brain perceive, but can I like literally Pisces is the waters? Can I let my my whole body perceive it? So what it's yoga neither practices, whereas like having a bath, mm. <laughs> being in the water in a way of like, you know, how am I relating to even my organs? Organs are so water based. Like, are they tight? Are they like malleable? Are they you know like all of those things i'm even hydrated you know and the quality of the water you can take this from the most pragmatic to the most um ethereal i suppose um but very much this idea of like how do i absorb information you know even the information that's going in the water the information mm -hmm. that's coming in through through the food i eat um the information that i because pisces is not linear the information that comes to me via the news um, you know, so that can be a great insight in terms mm. of what am I listening to? And is that, um, are these sources, sources that, um, tell me something maybe straight out, but maybe there is a, a hidden agenda somewhere in between and just perceiving all of that and not judging it, but just like noticing all of those things. And then as we go in from the fourth and forward, um, that's the difference when you do this consciously you can take all that information that you have been already sort of perceived and absorbed consciously into your communication and you can spark change or conversation but when we do all of this unconsciously we don't know what is programming us and, and i don't mean as necessarily in the in the way that's like conspiracy theorists like like, like sign of sounds but we're literally we're going back to the grocery shop there's a reason why they play a certain type of music because <laughs> you buy more <laughs> you feel more comfortable there's usually mm. a reason um why you know there's a lot of psychological thought gone into the colors of packaging and the floors and mm. everything around you and it's not necessarily brands. in a bad brands in a bad way but look at all of the you know what speaks to you on one level but what's behind you know the shows that you watch even on netflix like who made them can i hear can i pause for a moment and see what they do to my nervous system is why am i why does saying one thing and why am i reacting so strongly you know okay it could be triggered but there could be also other messages coming through in a way mm. and when i'm not aware of that the shift into aries can just give room for all of that anger that has built up or this frustration or this fury that may have been triggered through hidden messages subconscious messages it's like when you get really really angry because you've been hungry shopping for like the last three months and you've put on some weight and mm. now you're like really furious with yourself right versus if you kind of break it down a little bit this whole process can can be one of an of an awakening and contributing towards all of us wakening up day by day a little mm. bit more mm. yeah beautiful beautiful my dear on that little note will we wrap up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so thank you very much Sibylla for your time my dear and our lovely conversation as always and thank you listeners for joining us and we look forward to connecting with you next week take care over the coming week treat yourself very kindly and step mindfully if you can into each day um Otherwise, yes, look after yourselves and we will connect next week. Anything you'd like to add, my dear? No, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, yeah, take good care of yourself. We'll see you next week. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>